Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. You must be one before the Lord adds to you. Nothing else will satisfy you. Only God will satisfy. Only God can ever satisfy you. Please hear this, beloved of God. Only He can satisfy you. Talking to another young man earlier this week. You can have, you can go forth and you can make all the money you want. You still say, one more dollar. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kingdom Rock, let's give our online community a hand. Welcome, welcome. From wherever you are all around the world, we want you to know that we love you so very much and we thank you so much for tuning in once again today. All right, family, let's get into the Word of God. Today, we're going to continue to talk about, this may be the last time, I have no idea. We've been talking about law and grace for a while now. And we're going to go back there today. And I believe the Lord really wants us to to concentrate on this word focus. 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 It's so easy for our lives to become out of focus. When our lives are out of focus, nothing will satisfy you. When a life is out of focus, nothing will satisfy. Let me tell you, before we get into this, let me tell you what, how the Lord began to deal with me um, this week. I mean, a lot happened this week as I was seeking, seeking him. One thing that he told me about was Adam and Eve in the very beginning. Uh, Wendy, I always thought, I'm not sure how I got this in my head, but I always thought that God made Eve because Adam, he got a little lonely being there by himself. He saw the dog with the female dog, the cat with the female cat, the horse with the female horse. But Adam looked around. There was no female for him, no wife for him. I always thought when the Lord said, it's not good that man should be alone. I better make him somebody. But you know, the Holy Spirit let me know that that's actually not correct. I said, say on, Lord, say on. Because if you think, if we think that Adam was not complete with God, just Adam and the Father, if we think that he was not complete there, then you'll search all your life for completeness. Father is enough. Father is enough. God is enough. The day when he becomes not enough is when you start searching and seeking. Eve was brought into Adam's life, and it was not good for Adam to be alone because Adam could not fulfill his purpose of multiplying and replenishing the earth. You can't multiply or replenish by yourself. So the Lord brings you a helper. But Adam in himself was complete. In his relationship with God, complete. 
Complete love, completely love, completely whole. Eve did not come to complete him. Sorry, Jerry Maguire. He was already complete in God. And until that is the truth in our lives, then anything else that comes into our lives, even though it may be complete, when a complete thing is joined to an incomplete thing, it doesn't work. When something healthy is joined to something unhealthy, they eventually both become unhealthy. You must be one before the Lord adds to you. Nothing else will satisfy you. Only God will satisfy. Only God can ever satisfy you. Please hear this, beloved of God. Only he can satisfy you. I was talking to another young man earlier this week. You can have, you can go forth and you can make all the money you want. You still say, one more dollar. You can go to all the bars and single clubs and, and jiggle and shake and twerk your way to oblivion. You still want one more. Still want one more. Never satisfied. You can drink all the liquor that there is to drink. You can go to a liquor store and drink it all and still be thirsty. Still be empty. You can go to any relationship you want to, all the dating websites, swipe left, swipe right, swipe, 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 and have all these relationships, have all these men, have all these women. And at the end of that night, you still want more. Have all the drugs you want, all the marijuana, Mary Jane, Blunt, Roach, whatever you want to call it. Have all of that you want. And when you're done with all that, still going to want more. Can never be satisfied. Flesh can never be satisfied. Because the place where it's trying to occupy is huge. It's meant for God. It's like you're trying to fill up a thousand gallon tank with a little medicine dropper and you think you did something. This place, this place, this place is meant for God. And until we come to that conclusion that we are complete in him, nothing else will satisfy you. It cannot. You're on social media. Boy, if I just had a thousand likes. Then if I just had 10,000 likes, if I just had a million likes, what will satisfy? It cannot, no matter what you put in there, it won't. Unless we're completing him. Unless that first relationship is one and complete, nothing will satisfy. And you'll always be driven, always be driven for the next high. Always be driven for the next woman or for the next man. Always be driven, always be driven. Constantly, constantly driven and driven and driven. Nothing can ever satisfy you. And even in a marriage, in a relationship, if you're not complete in him, in one, 
then you'll put unnecessary pressure on your spouse. Love me, love me, love me. Enough can't come from there. Which is the same thing that Rachel told Jacob. Give me, child, give me a baby, give me, give me. Jacob said, woman, what's wrong with you? If God has held you up, there's nothing I can do. You must be whole in him or nothing else will satisfy. Nothing, I mean nothing will satisfy you because it can't. The next dollar, the next ministry, the next, the next this, the next that. The next, nothing will satisfy. We'll always want more. Why is that? to find our contentment in him in him alone and then the lord will add things to you and add people to you he'll add he'll add he'll add but if you add something healthy to something unhealthy they both will collapse you must be complete in him so you must see that first relationship with adam adam simply meant man whether you're a man, a male man, or you're a female man, we're all a part of man, mankind. You must see your relationship with him as primary. You must see it with him as focus. Now, life can get in the way many times, and we'll lose focus on him. Lose focus. We get, I'm so busy with this. I'm so busy with work. I'm so busy with my career. I'm so busy chasing the dollar. I'm so busy with this. I'm so busy with that. I don't have time for the first relationship. And when we don't have time for the first relationship, for that oneness with him, you continue to run and 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 run. And you'll notice no matter how much you run, no matter how much you do, it's never enough. It's never enough. You can put 80 hours in and still never enough. It can't happen. You must be satisfied in him. And then in him, he'll add everything else you need. He'll add everything else you need. Simply, as we talk about focus, it's, it's really time to repent. It's time to tell on Pastor Stroud Day again. I'll tell on him. I'll tell on him, Ralph. I'll tell on him. It's so, it's a slippery slope working for God. Put all of your time working for God. And then after a while, you have less time with God. And then life gets all out of focus. Life gets out of focus. It can be so easy. I got to spend my time with my children. I got to spend my time here and I got to spend my time there. It's so easy to do all of this. And then your life becomes an inverted pyramid. 
all the cares, everything else. And then at the very end of the day, I'm too tired to pray. I'm so tired. It's time to repent and put the first relationship first. And in order to do that, you're going to have to be willing to let go of everything else and everyone else in order to find that center. If your life is not complete in him, then your life is not complete. If you are unwilling to, in comparison or by comparison, your love for him by comparison should be greater than anything else you have for anyone else. If everyone else walks out on you and leaves you, if everybody stops watching your videos, if everybody stops saying you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, if everybody walks away from you, you should still be complete in him. And would it be painful? Of course it would be. Nobody likes being rejected. But in him, you can find your completeness. Why are we looking for completeness in everybody else when it's always in him? So that's the first word I want to give you that I had to pray about and, and really just repent before God. I've let too much stuff get in the way. I say no more. And I can honestly say I love all of you here from the bottom of my heart, bottom, top, side and front, up and down, left and right. I do. I do. But if everybody were to walk out and say, I'm not coming back anymore. I got a camera and a microphone and I still be preaching his word. If nobody listened, I know he's listening. If our fulfillment comes from people, we've already messed up big time. And you begin to preach to people. As long as they're happy. As long as they're happy. And the moment you start preaching to them and trying to please People, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. Don't you understand people cannot be satisfied? You must find your completion in God. Are you hearing? You must find your completion in God. All other relationships that God will add to you, wonderful, and we love them all. I've been married now, or should I say my wife's not been married now. My wife's been married now for over 30 years. Isn't that wonderful? And it just so happens that I've been married now over 30 years too. I love my wife. She knows that. And she also knows that my life is off-centered when I don't have that time with him. I must have focus on him. I must have focus on him. And it's just not because I'm a preacher. I'm a believer. 
your life, if it's out of focus, nothing else will work. It will give you the facade of working. That's what the enemy does. It gives you these false positives. False positive. Maybe this is working. Maybe this is work now. Maybe it's not work now. But if your life is not on focus and on track with him, and if you have time for everything else but not him, you got a life of false positive. You got a uh, a house of cards that will soon collapse. Your life must be in focus with him. Your first relationship must be intact. What the Lord told them in the book of Revelation, He said, "You've left your first love." And because of that, I'm telling you, if you leave your first love, if your life is no longer in focus with him, marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. You'll find out that you don't have patience with people. You'll find out that you would rather be left alone. Why? Because human patience is about that long. And unless you're connected to the source, you've had time with him and let him fill you up with the patience you need for them, then you're okay. Human love is about that long. You need his love. So let's stop right now and say, Father, we repent in the name of Jesus. We repent, Father, for putting you in second place, third place, fourth place, Lord God. We repent in Jesus' name. Lord, we've allowed so many other things and other, and we've allowed money and the cares of this life and relationships and, and things that we thought were good. We've allowed all of that to get in the way. We've allowed all of that to get in the way of our first love, our true love, our one true love, and that is you. We are complete in you. We are whole in you. And Lord, we pray today that we would repent, that our minds would be changed because it's not about the next dollar. It's not about getting a husband. It's not about getting a wife. It's not about getting a business or a ministry. It's not about, it's not about getting more likes or, or more views or more people. It's about you. And it's always been about you. And from that relationship, you add. Father, we pray that our lives will be in focused, in focus with you. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name, to live a life focused on you. Focus on your word. Focus in prayer. Focus to read your word. Focus to study your word. Focus to think about your word, meditate on your word, focus to speak your word, focus, Father, to receive love from you, focus, Lord, to receive peace that we need from you. We receive you today, and Father, we repent, and we ask you to forgive us, and we thank you, Lord, that you have already forgiven us. We receive your forgiveness today in the name of Jesus, that we may walk this life as it is pleasing unto you, not put you in last place, but, Father, that you would be the center of our lives. 
The book of Malachi, and Lord, I guess we won't get to here today. The book of Malachi talks about the people, you know, giving their tithes and, and their offerings. We know that under the New Testament, New Covenant, that you are not required by God to give in a tithe or an offering. Your salvation has been provided for you through the gospel of Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus. But the principle still remains. The principle of Malachi is this, that the people would bring God something weak, sickly, diseased sacrifices before the Lord. It brought them something, you know, less than perfect. They did not exemplify the character of Christ. And the father said, he said, am I not a great king? Am I not your father? Why would you dishonor me like this? You can read it later. And then he said something that really rattles the cage. He says, take that to your governor and see if he will receive that. Think about that for a moment. As we talk about focus, the people were giving something to God that, that they knew even their bosses wouldn't receive. They were giving things to God, half efforts that they knew that their employer, their governor, none of them would receive. Think about that today. How many of our excuses would work on the job? How many of our excuses would work in your boss, with your boss? Boss, I just didn't feel like it. How, many of that would, how long would you have your job? I mean, how long, how long would we have the job? If we took the same amount of care that we give to God, take that over to work, how long would we have it? Take the same excuse that we give to God. We're, we're never on time for him. Take that over here to work. How long would we stay there? Now, I'm not condemning anybody and all that I'm just saying examine your sacrifice to God examine what you do for him examine now are you going to be perfect no absolutely not not in your not in this time but the Lord was perfecting you perfect in spirit and and he is making us holy in life he's got a lot of work to be done in us if you believe that, hold up a hand. Online community, I'm holding up a hand and a foot. Both hands and a foot. I would hold up both feet. There's a song that says, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. A mighty creation I must be because he's still working on me. Still working on us. The Lord said, if you be not chastised, then you're not, a, you're not one of his children. So he will correct us. 
All I'm saying to you, and I know the word is saying, examine. See, here again, talking about focus. Focus. I've been on jobs where I was, hope no law enforcement are watching. Uh Uh-oh, Ken, close your eyes, Ken. Well, I was speeding down the road trying to get there on time. I mean, got some tickets in my early years. I mean, I got a lot of tickets. Trying to get from one place to the next, one place to the next, then one place to the next. Thank God I haven't had those in years. (laughs) Glory, my wife says amen. (laughs) Now, you know you're bad when you pull over for a speeding ticket. You don't have your license anymore, so you give them a ticket that you got from the last one. Tell them, tell them past the day. <laughs> Lead foot. I'm not sure how they do it these days. I'm not sure how they do it. They took your license. You gave you a slip of paper and say, here. Huh? Uh, you go to jail now? Thank God for his glory. <laughs> Rushing, trying to get here and there. Rushing, trying to get here and there. When it was time for church services. I got time. You got what I'm saying? I'm saying let's examine. My life was out of focus. I'm not saying please don't break speed limits to come to church. You got what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to pay your ticket. But put life in perspective. Put life in perspective. Focus on him. If you want God type of results, give God type of actions. Now, again, you're not going to be perfect in everything that you do all the time until the Lord finishes his his perfecting work in you. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to step in some poo. You're going to step in stuff. But you wipe it off, spray it off, Lysol it. And then you go on about your way. You must continue your journey. You must continue your journey. You don't sit in it. My God, please don't sit in it. But you get up, you wipe yourself off. If you sat in it, go wash your nasty clothes. Speaking spiritually, let us repent. Let's get, let us receive forgiveness from my Father and get up and keep going. You're going to make mistakes. Look around this room right now. Would the person who will not make a mistake ever again in their lives, please raise your hand. And I will show you the hand of a liar. (laughs) Let the record show, Your Honor, that there are no hands raised at this moment. Now, with with everyone who knows that you're going to probably make a mistake, Within the next few days, if not today, please raise your hand. Let the record show that the vast majority of us have our hands raised. And with the record show as well, those of you that when you make a mistake, you're going to crown to the Lord and receive mercy and grace. 
so that you can keep on going. It's okay to make a mistake. You can't avoid it. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. That's why we've got each other. Why we have to stay in the Lord's presence and maintain our focus on him. Don't beat yourself up. That's what the devil does. Continue to confess who you are in Christ Jesus and continue to keep him in focus. Because what you focus on, you become like. Focus on him. Father, we thank you for the word you've given us today. Lord, we thank you for right focus. We thank you for healing and deliverance that you brought forth today. Lord, we thank you for a right now word that changes our lives. And Lord, we pray today, as we have repented earlier, so we'll repent now. We repent of wrong focus. Lord, may our lives be a reflection of Jesus at all times. And Lord, when our lives are not a reflection, Father, we pray for grace and mercy. We pray for the comfort of the Spirit. We pray for restoration and healing so that we may continue to be what you've called us to be. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you for being our everything. You are our everything. And we give you praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something that a few people, few people may not know. Heaven is filled with imperfect people. Heaven is filled with imperfect people. Now, the requirement for heaven is that you've got to be perfect. To go to heaven, you must be perfect. But heaven is filled with imperfect people. How did God fix that? Jesus. His blood, his sacrifice makes you perfect before God. Heaven is filled right now with many people that made mistakes. A lot of bad mistakes. Like seeing a woman, whoo, and committing adultery with her and then killing her husband. Talking about King David. Heaven is full of people. Like the man who went around gathering up Christians and hauling them to prison and stoning some, who eventually set some on fire. Apostle Paul, my goodness, imperfect works, Peter denying Christ. Heaven is filled with imperfect people who have been forgiven, who have been washed, who have been made perfect by the blood of Jesus. So please don't tell me, please don't tell me that you're going to, that your attempt is now I'm going to live a perfect life before God. No, you're doing that in your own flesh. Never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. But in Christ, all are perfected and made alive. And as we keep our focus on him, we'll make less and less and less mistakes. Amen. 
I mean, you slap me on this one cheek one time when I come walk in the door. Next time, I'm going to... Next time, I'm, I may wear a helmet when I come in. I don't know. You got what I'm saying? We learn as we go. We learn. We learn. Just because we haven't done something in a while doesn't mean that we've been fully delivered from it. You learn as you go. We crowd before the Lord. He cleanses us and he washes us and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And the closer you get to Christ, the closer you get to him, the closer you get to the light, the more darkness fades away in your life. Don't spend your life cursing darkness. Just light a candle. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.